we believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Dream Architect Life with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. Hello, you two. How are you? It's been a while. You're absolutely amazing. I would agree. And, you know, just to start this off, I'll share some great news. We've been in Barron's, Forbes, and Private Wealth since our last what? podcast. So talking about the Dream Architect. So it's kind of getting out in the public and getting some good buzz. So we're excited about that. That is fantastic. I did not know that. That is news to me. When did that happen? Just in the last few weeks? Yeah. yeah that last 10 days, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That, I mean, that's exciting. Congratulations, guys. You guys have earned it. Um, you're doing incredible work just with this podcast, with what you do on a daily basis. And, and I'm just glad to be a small part of it. This is fun. <laughs> Thanks, awesome. Eric. Thank you. You bet. All right. So what are we talking about today? I mean, this is we're marching right along with these subjects. Yeah, so we're going to dive headfirst into the topic of who. Uh, so this is one that we are charged up and really passionate about, uh, really excited to share. And I think this is going to be an interesting couple of episodes. I think it'll help people maybe shift uh, their thinking a little bit and really get more done and get more out of life, which is what the whole goal is here. So quickly, Brittany, is uh, the who's, I think there's like a Dr. Seuss. That, oh, Susie who? Yeah. Yeah. Is this a little different than that? That or? might be a little bit okay, different, okay. but we could sprinkle that in okay. for, for the sake of the kids. <laughs> a different set of who's got it. All right. So who are we talking about? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that we have really tried to embrace here is the concept of who, not how. So I know Mr. Sweet actually brought a book for those that are tuning in on YouTube, brought the book that we're going to touch on here. And that really builds the foundation of this concept. Uh, so Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy, who we have talked about numerous times throughout the podcast and our writings and just overall, because they both had, you know, such monumental impact in, in our business as a whole. Uh, but basically they coined a book called who, not how, and the whole premise is that people People spend an inordinate amount of time on trying to figure out the how, how to do things. Mm -hmm. How do I get to the next level? How do I create a fulfilling retirement? How do I make decisions around my future, my wealth, my family, my legacy, et cetera, and so forth. So the, the question that they pose is rather than asking how, why not ask the question of who? Who can help you get there? Who can help you navigate? Who can escalate your success and create more opportunity for you to do the things that you love and that you enjoy? So that's really the foundation of, of what we're going to be talking about today. So Brian, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add to that. Uh, there's a lot to really unpack and unfold here. Yeah, this is going to be really fun talking about this because this one concept, at least for me, has been probably the most impactful 
concept that I've dealt with for, for literally years. And it's one of the first books that I've actually read three times in a row to mm. keep getting some nuggets out of it. And we've just kind of been disciples of it since we've read it. And it's just had this amazing effect on not only personally, but professionally and helping us get to certain new objectives and dreams and goals that we have here for Sweet Financial Partners. I, I'm thinking of a quote, um, and I don't even know who originally said this, but um, I've heard this for a long time. It's not who you know, or excuse me, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I, I really think that that's almost taken out of context, or there maybe is a dual meaning to that, because um, I think a lot of people think of that as, well, it's who you know, as in who can give you that leg up or who's going to put you in that right mm -hmm. position, who's going to hire you for that specific job. But I've always thought of it really as who you know, as far as who you can learn from. And I think that's kind of the, the, the direction that you're taking this today, because if you know the right people that can teach you the skills that you need to know or can teach you how they've been successful, then that's way more valuable because then it becomes what you know by who you learned it from. Yeah, you're dead on there. And, you know, I love that you brought that kind of duality up, up to the forefront, because I do think people often say, you know, well, it's not what you know, it's who, you know, and, and it is considered that almost a, a negative undertone a right? little bit, yeah. you know, so oh, I can find somebody to help me, you know, get to that success that I want. And bottom line is, is it takes hard work. It takes consistency and diligence, mm -hmm. but in this context, in this framing, if you think about it like this, you know, I mentioned the term opportunity cost before. If you're looking at wanting to accomplish something in life or wanting to do something that, that you maybe don't know how to get it done yourself. And because of the industry that we're in, when you think about some of the people that decide to be the DIYers when it comes to planning for their retirement. So the problem is, is that they've never done it before. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking, well, it's my future. It's, it's my life. You know, I know me better than anybody else. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, and do this on my own. And the problem is, is that they have never navigated this territory before. So, you know, the accumulation phase of life, which we've talked about before, that's a simpler uh, time, right? You save and you're diligent and you, you know, look at the long game and that's kind of what it is. Now the distribution phase of life and really putting your money to work towards your biggest hopes and dreams and goals for your future, that's a lot different. So why not find somebody that can help you do it in a more efficient and effective way? And in turn, then what are you doing? You're testing out the things that you're saying that you like. You're spending time on things that give you energy rather than, you know, maybe worrying about how you're going to pull all the pieces together. So, you know, again, that framing of the who it's a small investment into your future to be able to make monumental leaps and strides. Uh, so Brian, anything else you want to add to that there? No, it, I think that concept is applicable to a lot of things. And we'll talk, uh, maybe giving some examples, but just even simplistic things like you spending time doing things that you like versus mowing your lawn, finding a who for things like that. It's if you really focus on the concept, that's why I read the book three times, is it really just cleared things up. And literally, you should only be doing those things that one, you enjoy, two, you're really good at, and everything else, find the person or the firm that's an expert in that field, and then collaborate with them to bring whatever that is into your world. One, it gets done so much quicker. Two, it's actually going to be less costly, even though you might have to pay with it, pay for it, because you're not going to make them, you know, you're going to make the mistakes. They're not. 
and you're going to be able to use it right away. So it's just so applicable as a mindset, uh, which is obviously part of the dream architect is helping create the right mindsets that um, I'm looking forward to seeing where the conversation ends up today. Yeah. You know, the other thing I want to touch on here, because I think we could bring this even higher level. So if you're thinking about your goals, your dreams, your big aspirations for the future, you know, we've spent quite a bit of time on this podcast and in in really any sort of communication that we put out talking about how important it is to really pursue possibility. So one of the problems is, is that when people get too fixated on the how or the what, Uh, they can often make their goals actually too small. So they'll they'll make their goals, their dreams, uh, small enough to kind of fit into their own capabilities. And the problem Mm -hmm. with that is that then you're never experiencing all of the expansive life that, that, you know, is, is here and is available and ready to you. So you think about, you know, I think we've mentioned before about uh, some of the service out services out there that can create experiences. So you have people that, you know, maybe you, you think uh, it would be absolutely unfathomable to be able to, you know, walk up on stage with your favorite singer and to have this moment where you're just there and you're present and you're in the, the mix and it's so fun and it's amazing and incredible. And you're like, well, that's not possible. You know what? It's not possible for you right now, but with the right introduction and, you know, with a little bit of an investment into your future and into that possibility, it can absolutely happen. It just depends on what you're willing to do. So again, we want to get outside of our box and not get so fixated on what our current capabilities are, because there's wonderful, amazing, beautiful people out there that can make things happen in a really aspirational way. Yeah. And, and I, I want to go back to something you said earlier. It's, there's nothing wrong with DIY, right? And, and we've, we've talked about that before. You guys know that I, I, I like to do woodwork. Like I, I built this background behind me. It was, it took planning, but it was, it was fun and it was relaxing and it was therapeutic in a way. Um, what I don't like doing is working on my cars just mm. flat out. I, I'm, I'm not a mechanic. I, I can fix little things. I, I do that all the time for, for folks if I can, but minor things because the complexity of an engine, I'm not going to build one. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. I don't enjoy it. And then the other thing is the, the environment in when, in which you have to work on those types of things. So maybe it could be hundred degrees out. Maybe it could be 20 degrees out. Those are miserable times to have to work on an engine and try to diagnose or rebuild or whatever. And I, I equate that right to the planning that you guys are talking about. When, when somebody does their own finances, the complexities, we don't know what we don't know. So how are we going to ask those questions if we're not, if we don't have a who, right, to ask those questions of? How are we going to understand all how all those things are going to work together? And then we consider the environment, right? When it is a rough environment, the markets are what doing whatever they're doing, or you know, we the, the pandemic happened in early 2020. Do we have the capability to work in that environment without it affecting us emotionally or, or you know, our frustrations? There's certain things that I, I believe truly we shouldn't, unless we're passionate about it, unless we find true joy in doing it, like woodwork, there's, there's a better way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Eric, I think you, I love that you brought that example into play and, and, you know, brought that to real life. Cause I, I want to kind of back into something that you said here too, is when you think about you know, the things that you enjoy and that fill your cup, like what we're not saying is you have to hire for every aspect of your life to completely free your time. Like if you enjoy something and you like you're woodworking, you know, yes, you could hire that to be done and then you wouldn't have to spend time, but if you love it and that Mm -hmm. fills you up, then 
by golly, do it. <laughs> but if you don't love it, like working on your cars or the environment or it being 7,000 degrees outside and humid, and you're like, this is horrible. <laughs> you know, it, it really does. It, 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 it backs into kind of the bigger picture here of just deciding where you want to spend your time. And you know, it, it's, it's the who, the who versus how adage is if you're sitting there going, well, how am I going to get all this done? Or how am I going to make decisions? You know, perfect example through the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, I think one of the things that I can confidently say that we have done well is communicated with our clients on, you know, what it means to just hold true to their vision and, and letting us be that who, when it comes to planning for their future. So you go back to like the 0809 downturn and everything that happened with mm -hmm. that, you know, people maybe at the time had to be educated on the kinds of questions to ask. So instead of maybe, oh, how am I going to get through this or what's going to happen here. It's like, okay, well, I've got a who that's watching that for me. So then come, you know, some of the things that happened through the pandemic, you know, we didn't find at least in our circumstance, our clients weren't asking a ton of those questions. Mm -hmm. They were just staying steadfast, true to their plan. And yes, of course there's concerns and there's worry, but it was more so things personally that they would share versus their finances and that path. So I think that was really interesting and kind of a silver lining for us to see when people were looking and leaning on us as the who's to, to tap into our, you know, professional opinion and all of that. So, you know, again, it, it kind of goes from that high level down to those really tangible tactical actions. And you have the right people in your corner. You don't have to put your brain power there. You don't have to stress and worry. Uh, so I think that is, that is a wonderful thing that's actually happened. Do you have clients that you find that you kind of have to push in that direction, not, not to, as far as the financial side, but to be able to help them to realize that they can start to delegate, that they can start to take some of those things off their plate. Brian, I think you brought up, you know, doing your, your own lawn, your yard work. If somebody doesn't like to do that, are you having to show them, Hey, you can actually afford to bring somebody in to do this for you. So you don't have to go out there in the, you know, 95 or 7,000 degree weather that Brittany was talking about. A hundred percent. Matter of fact, when we are initially working with a potential client to see if we can deliver value, would we work well together? Are we the type of firm that, you know, will be able to help you accomplish what's specific, important to you? We have seven kind of questions that we ask to determine if we're the perfect fit, if you will. And one of the questions is, you know, would you like to be a delegator or are you a delegator? And so I think that creates that conversation to talk about, you know, what is it that you love? What is it that you'd just as soon get rid of? And then we can help create those conversations of, you know, we do have lots of resources that can be the, the who or tell you who can be that individual for you mm -hmm. for those things that you're trying to clear your plate of. That's fantastic. I, I, I like that. I don't know how you know, everybody views it. I struggle, and, and this is just me, and, and maybe you can speak to this. I struggle with helping my wife to figure those things out only because I know like, we have grandkids, for instance. She loves, we, we love having them over, but she loves to cook and she loves to, you know, she's amazing in the kitchen, but she spends a lot of time in there. And I, I keep telling her, 
you don't have to cook so much. I mean, these kids can only eat so much, right? But you don't have to do all <laughs> these different things in there so you can spend more time with the grandkids. But it, there's that balance to be struck, right? Because that mm -hmm. brings her joy, creating and cooking for them and seeing the joy on their faces. But at the same time, I'm like, are you sure you want to do that right now? Or do you want to go outside and play with them? You know, it's weird to try to find that balance uh, in the things that we do love and then the f things that we feel like we have to do. I, I don't know if anybody else struggles with that, but I, I personally do. Amen. Um, I can say that I personally am, am very similar in that regard too, where, you know, there's certain things in life that you kind of feel like you, you have to do, or maybe you do enjoy them, but it goes back to that opportunity cost. And Eric, I think that's a perfect example. And, you know, I think about that actually a lot for our clients too. Um, we have a really good portion of our clients that value time with their, their grandbabies, uh, their, their family, their extended family. And that's something that's really important to them. So again, you know, we do talk about these high level experiences and living this full life and, and doing things that are going to fill your cup. But for some people that truly is, you know, what you talked about, it's cooking in the kitchen with your grandkids or, you know, taking them fishing or whatever. So, you know, it goes back to really having people, I think, ask the right questions of themselves. So in that instance, you know, you're looking at the, the time spent in the kitchen. It's like, okay, well, you know, maybe the cooking, you're not going to convince her to stop doing that, but maybe the cleanup can wait. Uh, you know, if she's anything, I, I think about my own grandmother, she cannot move on to anything else until her kitchen is Correct. spotless. <laughs> yes. You, you cook, you, you do all of that. And that kitchen better be, you can like eat off the counter essentially, mm -hmm. or the floor by the time she's done. So it's weighing out and saying, all right, I, I can, this can wait, right? The kids are, yeah. they're here for a limited period of time. Uh, yeah. So I think that definitely comes up, but I think again, when you go back to the reframing and asking the right questions of yourself, you know, people can get caught up in, uh, you know, how am I going to do it all? Or, you know, how am I going to learn this new skill in retirement? Or uh, how am I going to accomplish this experience? So they're asking a ton of how questions, but instead reframing it to, well, who can I learn from? Who's doing the things that, that I want to be doing? And they're doing it successfully. Uh, who is you know, living kind of this, the similar lifestyle or whatever that I want to be living as I look into my future, uh, who do I want to help? Right. Instead of, oh, oh gosh, I don't know how to create some sort of foundation or anything. That's probably not possible. Well, it's who, who can I, who do I want to help? How can I frame that? And then who can actually help me get that accomplished? So it's just this whole different thought process that, that I think people just aren't used to. It's not how we're taught. It's not how we're brought up. And, and we'll talk a little bit about that in, in the next episode too, about, you know, really how our minds have been shaped and how the framing has been done, you know, over the years to make us be what people instead of who people. And, and I think this is just such a wonderful topic for people to embrace and, and really try to understand and, and implement in their own lives. Yeah. And I would agree with that, Brittany. I think one of the problems that you have is you're used to what you're used to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your parents always did this and that, or, you were expected to do these items and you never took the time to say, what do I really enjoy? I only have so many hours in the day. Where would I like to spend my time? And it's just a little bit of an education process to help people understand that there's a different way of doing anything mm -hmm. from maybe where you've been before. And it's one finding out what their desires are, spending some time with what would the ideal future look like, mm -hmm. 
and then giving them some suggestions like, have you ever thought of X? And it's kind of amazing. Like you could just see sometimes the light bulb go off, go, hmm, yeah, I never thought of that because I've just always done that. And that's probably the biggest thing we have to have people overcome is they're just used to doing, you know, what they've done. And we're all creatures of habit. And sometimes, you know, habits are hard to break, especially if you don't know there's a better way. So once they know the better way, it's, it's amazing what can happen. You know, Brian, I, I want to push on that a little bit there too, because I think, you know, if you're listening to this and you've got that, let's just call it a high achieving brain. Right. Somebody who feels like you have to be doing in order to be productive. And this is something for myself that I think has been a challenge when you think about shifting from the how to the who, because for a long time and going back to, to when I was very young, I saw my worth in doing so, you know, mm-hmm. I've always been that yes person, you know, you throw a task, a project, anything in front of me. And I'm like, yeah, I can do it. Even if I've got 75 million other things on my plate and I got to go home and, you know, raise my kids and, you know, try to be a present mom and a present wife and all of that, you know, a lot of my own worth has been wrapped up and just constantly being busy or being what I feel at the time is productive. And, and I think it can be hard. And I'm just speaking from my own experience that this is something I'm still actively working on. So for me, it's like, okay, yeah, I can hire out certain things in my life that I don't enjoy doing, but then I'm like, oh, well, gosh, well, what's my worth and my value then? And it's a reframing of the mind to say, well, you know what? There's a heck of a lot better things that I could be doing with my time. That's more productive for me. And then you're putting other people in these roles in your life that actually love doing whatever it is. So there's people that love working on cars, Eric, and there's Mm -hmm. people that, you know, love lawn work. Like my husband absolutely loves being outside on his mower. I swear it's like his therapy time where he'll put in some (laughs) tunes, listen to something that gets him ramped up. And he loves being on that mower and being outside Uh, some other things that he does. Not so much, maybe. So, you know, it's one of those things where you just, you got to find people that love kind of the gaps that you don't and, you know, look at where you can be spending your time to be more productive. And sometimes that's just being, you know, especially since a lot of people we deal with are people that are going into retirement and that have been used to being busy every single day you know, you, you know what you're waking up for, you know, what you're coming home to, and you know what you're getting up for the next day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just being and having that time to really think and get clear is what gives you that monumental, I guess, strides in life uh, to really be able to feel like you're living fulfilled. Yeah. And and that's why we're helping create this, I guess we're calling it the next chapter, you know, to help people get from retiring from to retiring to, because if you didn't have a, a mission or an objective of what you wanted the next chapter to look like, you know, you're just going to be doing whatever comes in front of you. And probably 90% of that isn't stuff that you'd really care to do, but it's the only opportunity. So just getting people to spend time looking about now I'm going to have the time, the resources, the abilities to, you know, take it to another level. What's that look like? And the other stuff that would maybe interfere, that's the stuff you find who's for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to cover in today's episode? Because this has been fantastic and it's a good foundation, I think. No, I, you know, I think in the next episode, we'll dive into maybe a little bit more detail about this whole kind of perfect fit vision that Brian touched on and, and how you can really continue to implement this into your life. So I think that wraps it for today. All right, Brian and Brittany, thank you so much for your time today. I love it. 
Thanks, thank Eric. You. you bet. And of course, our last thank yous for you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Brian and Brittany come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Sweet Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you that possibility comes to those who create it. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your retirement planning. 